Oh, when I put on my glasses, I can really see your pores. All right, let's start. <laughs> Are you ready, Abby? <laughs> And I'm Kirsten. We've served in church leadership for over two decades. And most of that, we've been on staff together. We're here to talk about our faith, family, and ministry. Welcome to Under the Hood. Joe, do you remember when we went to Panera when we were first married and we ordered some lunch after church one day? How could I ever forget this lunch because we talk about it often. It comes up a lot. It is maybe our very first, I, I don't know for sure, one of our very first arguments, fights, marid, marital fights over money. And it wasn't even over money. It was this... No, I think it was over money. Well, you showed your true colors on going out to eat and all this stuff. I don't know about my true colors. I think I've always true colors. No, I've, no, but I've, I do remember that very well. I'm still shocked by it. I'm still shocked. We will never forget this because it was, I believe it was a Sunday after church. We didn't live very close to this restaurant. We went to Panera. Brand new at the time, way back in yeah, the day. Yeah, it, it may have been St. Louis Bread Company back in the day. And um, I think it was Panera. Okay, so we went there after church. We had to drive probably 15 or 20 minutes to get there. And been hearing a lot of good things about it. We were like, let's check this, you know, check this place out. And we ordered a couple sandwiches that came with <laughs> well, probably I think I a said, baguette or an apple or chips. I think you had said, hey, it's a sandwich shop. It's like they have soups and sandwiches. Of course, to me, when I think of soup and sandwiches, I'm not thinking a lot of money. I'm thinking, oh, that sounds like a cheap lunch. We weren't in our own kitchen slapping salami <laughs> like on rye bread and having like just a salami sandwich or something. We're having like, we're going to a nice Panera. <laughs> so he goes up, we go up to the counter, I order my sandwich and then he orders his meal. And then the little, I'm going to say this little girl at Panera is like, okay, sir, that'll be fifteen <laughs> fifty. And he's like, fifteen fifty. <laughs> Not one of my finer moments. It just caught me so off For guard. For two sandwiches? He's no, like no. asking her to check the order as if there would, was a mistake. Well, remember, this This takes us back 23 years. We're not talking about post-COVID Biden inflation prices here. Okay, 15, we're, talk, 50, we're talking even about... 24 years ago was not that bad. 1550... 24 seven, years ago was seven like, and a half dollars for each You can't of us. get out of Panera for fifteen fifty for one person and now. And you probably didn't allow us to order a drink. It was probably... A <laughs> She's drinking water. Turkey sandwich and water. Well, I, I'm a little embarrassed even now because I had one of those life's unfiltered moments. It just caught me so off guard. She goes, that'd be fifteen fifty, And I don't even know what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting fifteen fifty, And I looked right at her and, and I don't know if my eyebrows went down. You say I have angry eyes. You uh, have, yes. I have. I, I, I guess I have an angry eyes. You remember eyes look. the Toy Story where she's the <laughs> Mrs. Potato Head's like, I packed your angry eyes. And I always say that to Joe because I'm like, did you have your angry eyes out? <laughs> did because you give him the angry eyes? Like, I don't know. His get arched and he becomes like this potato head. It's like, <laughs> and, and his head's kind of got the shape for that. Hey. Well, I'm 
just try, in a loving way, well, of that's course. That's kind of true. That's kind of true. But he just, he became this different person. And this girl was like, yeah, it, it's I said, 15, 50. And I, it, it was one of those things where I just, you lose the moment that you know there's people around you. But you just don't care. And I, I fifteen and I said, for bread and lunch meat. <laughs> I was in tears. She walked I was away. mortified. I she went walked sat away. down and I was in tears. And he's like, What's wrong with you? Well, I paid the money. And oh, I sat how down. Kind of I you. sat down and I was grumbling. <laughs> and and she and I look up and she's crying. I'm like, what's wrong with you? I'm the one that just got hosed. And he's just like, first of all, and you still have this bad habit. You kind of ruin every experience going out <laughs> to eat because you always grumble. People don't believe her that about she's how much everything costs. Like. You're kind of like the grumpy old man who doesn't want to go out to eat because everything costs money and you never want to spend any money. Now, no, it's it because you're such a wonderful you. cook and your food is so good, just nothing compares. Baloney. No, that's true. That's Bologna. true. Speaking of lunch meat, baloney, because I wasn't. <laughs> is baloney lunch meat? That's, it's that's like a flat hot dog. It's what is fake lunch meat? Jury's I, out on that one. I like baloney. No, no, no. I love it. <laughs> I like. I grew up she on bologna. Fact, <laughs> yeah, Abby, can you fact check that? What is bologna? bologna? Can you get us a list of ingredients for bologna? Let's decide. Is this lunch can meat? Get us a list of ingredients for bologna. <laughs> I did not eat bologna growing up, and I don't think I've ever purchased bologna in my life. So I don't even know how we got on this. But it's bologna because I wasn't very good cook back then, and. I don't think I was. Was I? Anyway, you're right. I do. I tend to look at prices Every and go. Every single time who would we pay go for out this? to eat, to this day, even he's like, "Did you know no. that that was nine twenty five? And Brock, your meal was fourteen twenty five. And Neil and I'm like, "Stop! You're ruining this entire experience." Don't believe her, America. Yeah. This, this this is not a correct uh, representation of how I am. I do tend to to look down at my food at times and wonder, was this burger worth $15? Well, no burger is worth $15. Very but true, but that's what you got to pay. You're not paying just for the burger. You're paying for the burger, the tomato, the lettuce, cleaning the lettuce, slicing the tomato, the pickle, the mayonnaise, the ketchup, the toasted bun, the nice French fries, the basket, who cleaned the basket, the server, the person who had to cook it, the person who had to clean the grease pot that fried your French fries, you're paying for a lot more than just a basket of fries and a burger. I'm so impressed with you right now. Your brain does all that when you're ordering food. Well, I mean, that's what's going out to eat because I didn't have to clean it up. I didn't have to cook it. I didn't have to shop for it. Okay. I didn't have to Then here's for my it. only complaint. Then then if if all that were to happen... With excellence, I'd probably be just fine. Baloney. Again, baloney. I'm calling baloney <laughs> on you all okay, day well, long. Because anyway. I was in tears after this entire experience, and I was so... And I'm a new husband, and I have no idea what's going I on with this so woman across from me. I was so embarrassed. Like, what is wrong with you? Because Pull I it had, together. I had never been out to eat with anyone who ever <laughs> was like... <laughs> Yelling their total at the cashier because Panera, you order at the counter. Yelling, so a I don't extreme. even know is that is that count as going out to eat? 
we usually like to go sit down and be served, but ordering at the counter is more like a fast food type thing. Well, the bottom line is, I think the overarching issue is when she said 1550 in my mind, I didn't think it was worth that much, but the big issue was, was that was back in the day where we didn't have two nickels to rub together. So 1550, it might as well have been a hundred bucks. I'm like, what? I mean, do you really want to spend this? I would have been content to walk out, but but you know that kind of little did we know at the time. I think that started a um, a long discussion and understanding financial stewardship and how really it wasn't a money issue; it was a budgeting issue. Well, and most people in their marriage, probably the biggest reason why they have issues in their marriage are money issues. Yeah, financial. Fi- there's no doubt that's proven. Finances are a huge strain on the marriage, and and um, we've definitely had our fair share of a lot. We've had our financial fair stresses. Share. Well, the reality is this, you know, I don't know what people think of us when they see us today, you know, been married almost 24 years and I don't, I don't know what people think of us, but I can tell you, um, the first 10 years of our marriage, we were not good with our money. Mm -hmm. We were not good stewards of God's resources. One, we never felt like we had any money, Mm -hmm. um, which it was more than a feeling that was kind of true. Um, But we weren't good stewards with what we had. With what God gave us. And yeah. and it was really probably, I would say, out of out of those first ten years of our marriage together, um, we the first five years um, out of uh, of marriage, we didn't have kids. We didn't have kids till year five, mm-hmm. and then um, and then um, it wasn't until Neil was about five years old we really started to rein in and get this part of our lives under control, yeah. and. I am so thankful we did when we did, but but you know when people talk to us sometimes about the financial pressure that they're under, it just it brings back those memories of those days where we fought over the dumbest things mm-hmm. and little things that should not have bothered us bothered us greatly, and um, and it wasn't until we kind of had a wake up call and we had and I would say I was I don't mind saying this we did not have a good relationship with credit cards mm-hmm. and so you know I was working um um in churches and and you know so I still work in churches but especially back then being brand new in ministry um I wasn't in um in uh in a, doing a, a ministry where the pay was great mm-hmm. um um and I think we're, our eyes, I think it's fair to say our eyes were bigger than our wallets. Mm-hmm. And we wanted things that we know we shouldn't have bought, but we did anyway. And so we would justify it. I remember all the justifications, oh, yeah. uh, conversations that we would have about um, why we should or shouldn't use those credit cards. Mm-hmm. But really what it came down to, about 10 years into our marriage, um, we were looking at a pretty good pile of debt. Yeah, And I was stressed out about it. And I, it was it was... It was debt that was like dumb debt. Dumb debt. We've got nothing to show for it. Yep. Um, th- thankfully, we managed to get through college without having much debt. So we started marriage pretty well, even. It mm-hmm. wasn't like we brought a ton of yeah. debt into our relationship. No, we accrued this debt as a married couple. I just remember being very stressed out about it. So um, one day I was um, trying to figure this out. I was like, I need, of course, I was too embarrassed at the time to really talk to anybody about it. So it's not like something you want to be some example. And well, here I am. I'm a pastor of a church um, and I'm like, 
why I shouldn't be having these kind of issues. I'm the one that's supposed to be helping people get out of these issues. So I remember I was in the Christian bookstore and I was pretty frustrated. I was looking for answers and I didn't really know where to turn. And, um, and I had been seeing signs for Dave Ramsey, like up in Kansas city where he'd have the billboards and things. And, and, um, but I never listened to him. I, I he had a, a very popular radio show at the time. I'm like, I'm not going to listen to that radio show because I don't want him to make me feel bad every single day. <laughs> and so, but what I do remember, I was in the Christian bookstore and he had released a book and I believe it was the one called extreme home money makeover. Mm. So I picked it up and you wanted me to read and, it. And well, I read it like in a day and a half. And this is a book um, where every chapter begins with a story of somebody. And every time I read one of these real life stories, I would go, well, dude, I thought I had problems, but that guy's got problems. (laughs) I thought my situation was rough, but compared to that guy... I mean, I don't have any problems at all. And then I would read their stories of how they got out of debt. And that's where I was introduced to the debt snowball and some of Dave Ramsey's principles and baby step one, baby step two and all that stuff. And I got very inspired. And then it took some time, but you got inspired eventually. I I didn't come along very quickly. I know you were really excited about this book and you wanted me to be excited about it. And I wasn't. And um, I think you went through... um, this class by yourself and then you want me to. And anyway, it, it took me a while to come along. But we eventually got on the same page, got on a budget, started working that budget. I actually, for a few years, I went out and got a second job to help kind of speed things up. But, um, but eventually we climbed out of that hole yeah. and we're much better for it. And we're kind of in that. We've always had this mentality ever since then. We're never going back there again. And if you've ever been in that position, it, I mean, it is an awful feeling, but when you get out of it, like I completely understand why people call Dave, Dave Ramsey's radio show and he, and he lets them shout freedom on their show. So ever since then, I think it's fair to say, would you agree with this Kirsten? We've always had a a special little place in our heart for people who are trying to climb out of that, 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 that snowball too. Yeah, for sure. And we, that's why we've, you know, had FPU offered at both of our, well, the last couple churches, our church in Kansas City and now here, our church here in Northwest Arkansas, um, that financial peace university class, which is offered probably a, a lot of churches, um, but we offer it here. And it's such a unique piece of the ministry here because everybody getting their finances in control is huge. Absolutely. And so when we had the opportunity to have it here at New Life, and some of the leadership of FPU started to take shape. Um, I was like, man, we've got to do this. And in fact, um, our FPU director here at New Life, his name is Mike Swink. And I'm really happy to tell you that Mike Swink is going to join us here. When we come back from our break, he's going to be our special guest. and Our first guest. Our very first guest that we've ever had yeah. on the Under the Hood podcast. Yeah. It's a very special distinction that he, um, that he is going to have forever. Yeah. And also, um, I want to encourage all of you who are still listening to just hang in with us it's to the still very listening. I love it. Like in case you're thinking about turning this off. In case you bailed on us um, <laughs> when you heard us talking about Panera. Um, no, no, no. But if you'll stay with us to the very end of today's show, uh, we have a special gift for somebody. Our We're, first giveaway. Our very first giveaway. And this is a very good giveaway. It's a good one. It's for a sure. doozy. And so. <laughs> So uh, I want you to stay and stay with us to the very end and um, and enjoy what Mike's offering here and what his uh, his uh, 
comments are on FPU and and uh, at the very end his insight yeah his insight that's what I was trying to say insight. Yeah, insight and then at the very end we have a special gift for that one lucky listener uh, you will not want to miss it Mike Swink welcome to Under the Hood well thank you it's nice to be here glad yeah. you are here with us and mm. we are talking about a very important subject today that we think that you might just know a little bit about yeah some financial peace university fpu we just thought it'd be a great idea because we've got another fpu uh group coming up soon february 20th february 20th yeah. and and with since you lead it we thought let's get mike in here let's talk and i also want to point something out to everybody listening that one of the things that we're going to be doing more of is having guests on the podcast and mike gets to be the very Woo! first one ever Yay. Wow. under the hood oh wow. we should have bought a confetti cannon for this occasion and shot it at me yes. <laughs> this 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 is a first so you will always have the distinction out of anybody else that's ever on here you were the first. It's a big deal. Big I'm deal. the standard. You big I'm the standard. <laughs> I set the standard. Okay. So tell us a little bit about, first of all, Financial Peace University. How did you get involved with it and and how has it changed your life? Gosh, you know what? I took Financial Peace back in 2013. So it was about 10 years ago. And I had a buddy of mine that was listening to a Dave Ramsey podcast. And he said, you know, you ought to listen to this guy. Mm-hmm. And I said who is he and he told me a little bit about who an evangelical christian who uh was involved with uh, uh financial peace university and what he did um, as far as teaching people how to get out of debt and yeah. how to handle money and uh i thought well okay i'll listen to it because you told me and i uh took his class financial peace university started listening to his podcast and i tell you it changed my life i i grew up i uh graduated with an accounting degree Wow. I have a master's, uh, a master's in business administration, so an MBA, yeah. and found out. I mean, I started listening to this guy in my forties, uh-huh. and found out I was handling money all wrong wow. with a with an accounting degree and an MBA. Wow! And when I took this class, it just when I look at how God teaches us how to handle money, mm-hmm. because I've read the Bible quite a yeah. few times, and there's quite a few verses in there how God tells us how to handle money oh, man. and I yeah. certainly wasn't doing it. It's and- interesting to me though because he points out very well in everything he speaks about Dave Ramsey this is how the world has us look at money versus right. how the Bible teaches us how to look at money and that ha- that was for me a big difference in how I saw things because the world does tell us that you need to have a credit score and you need to have these and those are the things that he's like whoa 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 hold on a second right and and for me it was I used to think I could out earn my stupidity with money and, it, and it's not it's a behavior thing yeah you, you've got to ch- you got to change and train your behavior and mm. it's one of those things where when you submit to God and you submit to his ways of handling money then things will change for you mm-hmm. uh, and it, it's this is a this is a class of getting back to how God wants you to handle money yeah, yeah. and it, it's that in itself is a life changer yeah That's you know awesome. it's interesting so Sometimes conversations we've had, and I had this, I've had this conversation like a lot with a lot of people from the church is, is do you have an income problem or do you have a stewardship problem? Mm-hmm. You know, is it, is it your income that's the problem or, or it's the management of it? And that's what I like about Dave Ramsey. He's like, 
um, you know, it starts with your heart, how you view it starts. Uh, that's where it is. But you had said something that I can't, uh, out, I thought I could outspend my stupidity. Really. It's just, that's how a lot of people think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I spent a good long part of my life thinking kind of like, oh, well, I don't need really need to track this cause I got what I want and this and that. And just, and all of a sudden it's like, it, it's like this cavern that never gets full. It's like, you, it's just like, I want more and more and more and more. And, and what I like about Dave Ramsey, he kind of comes back to just the basic, what was he call it? Grandma's way of doing money. Grandma's way of, grandma's yeah. way of doing money. Yeah. And, yeah. and grandma was a saver and grandma didn't, she wasn't, uh, uh, you know, whimsical about spending. She just, no. it was the old. Uh, rainy day fund. You, That's you, right. You, you you put money back for emergencies, yeah. and you know, like I tell folks in the class, you know, emergencies are going to happen, mm-hmm. and they say, "Why well, you need to be more positive?" Well, I am positive, right? <laughs> you know, emergencies are going to happen, <laughs> and you know, when you look at the numbers, you know, sixty-one percent of Americans can't cover a thousand-dollar emergency. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and and that is a scary, scary, scary statistic out there. What I love about it is, though, he gives you steps in order to prepare for that right. in this class. And so he he doesn't say it's going to happen, good luck. He says, now this is what we think you should do. And if you follow this, you will be set up great. Correct. There's a seven ba- baby step process that takes you down and we take you right through those baby steps. And the whole thing is, is a budget. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. uh, 80%, eight out of 10 couples aren't doing a budget, a written budget every month. And that is so important. Uh, part of this class whether you're a couple whether you're single it doesn't matter you've got to be doing a written budget you've got to know where your money is going if you don't that's where you get in trouble doesn't he say like name every dollar we'll give every dollar a name and and he has an app i believe that's free you can pay for it too there's there's different levels but there's an app on your phone so if you're more of an app person download the app and use the budget that way because that's a great way to to get started yeah. Right, told to get started. Well, that and I that whole thing about the budget, that's for us. I don't do not know why it took us as a married couple so long to figure that out. You know, I grew up I like to spend money. <laughs> that is true. You like to spend a whole lot more money than me. But um um but uh, when we figured out that um got to write this down, budget it out, figure it out ahead of time. Um something that happened in our relationship is that our marriage improved. Oh, Our yeah. marriage improved. For sure. Um, when, you know, and I don't know, even if we realized. You were, you were a happier person. You were oh, happier. Oh, I felt like you had more. I felt like life was in control, a little bit more yeah, in control. And you had a different piece about you because there was this, that we were A, together, but that you knew that we were going to live by this. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like you, you weren't sure what was going to happen. The chaos for you was a little yeah. too overwhelming. And so. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I, I have no problem admitting that the first couple of years of our marriage, we did not have a good handle on this stuff. We spent beyond our means, got ourselves in some credit card debt, had to figure out how to get from a, out from under that. And that's where for us, Dave Ramsey was an incredible help. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had bought into it way before I did. And then yeah. you, I think you did a lot of praying. Took a while <laughs> to, to bring me. you along. I was going to say, I listen to the Dave Ramsey podcast all the time. And I don't think a single show goes by where they don't have a caller who calls in and says, Hey, how do I get my spouse on board? Yeah. It's right. the Because that's one. a real thing. Yeah. That, and so tell us a little bit how you even got involved with FPU as well. Well, um, I went through it single mom 
two kids and lots of student loan debt. Yeah. Um, but I knew that I needed to do it for years. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say five years. I knew about it. I knew it was the thing I needed to do, but I just was so hopeless. Mm-hmm. It just seemed so insurmountable in my situation. And once I finally took the class and I was sitting there with other people and I was accountable um, and I really put the steps in motion, all the Mm -hmm. things that I knew Mm -hmm. that I hadn't actually been putting in motion. Mm -hmm. And that's when it all changed for me. And two years and three months later, I was debt free. I love your story. It That's was. awesome. So two years and three. Did you call Dave Ramsey and go freedom? No, 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 no you no. didn't but do that. I did post in the Facebook group. You know, there's a yeah. an official Dave Ramsey Facebook group. I posted a photo of me and the boys, oh. and everybody. I mean, tons of people. Just congratulations, you could. You, we knew you could do it. So many single moms chiming in. Thank you so much for posting. This is so encouraging to me. I'm in almost exactly. The I same love situation. Joe, Joe's, Joe has a debt freedom picture that we'll have we to post will not, in no, the show. No, 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 we're not <laughs> showing that one. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Because he took not. his shirt off no, and ran it's around not. my parents' house and and was screaming freedom. And we have to we have to post that. There in the show is notes. no way. This is why that, people that, listen to yeah, this podcast and go to the show notes. Well, if we're just trying to get some ratings, <laughs> that would but, that would increase ratings. I think. Yeah. <laughs> We, we, Nobody we wants were to see out this. of town. We were at our parents' house, and he and he made the final, final payment, payment of our our debt, like our debt snowball, and it was it was a big deal. The final and credit card. It, it, it was meant done. Way more to him. So I took the picture because he was like, I'm I'm running around the house, and I, he pulls his shirt off and he ran around. It was I did like three laps huge, around your family's house there in Houston. No, I don't. We have not posted it ever, so it didn't show up on Dave. Ramsey's Ladies and gentlemen, page. I hate to break it to you. It will not be on the show notes. <laughs> nobody, I nobody wants to see to that for real. To get it up, but you there. know, it's just pure excitement. It's pure joy mm-hmm. when you finally get it's that your, freedom that he wanted. Uh, to it's freedom. Well, and listen to all your stories. You know, I think of Proverbs twenty two seven: the rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is slave to the lender. I mean, you both said, "I'm free." Mm-hmm. You know, you, you both said, "You know, whether I know we're trying to unsee." Pastor Joe running around the house without a shirt on. But I mean, still, he's free. He's, you know, it's just that freedom of running around. And, you know, going through the Bible, you know, reading through it two or three times in my life, God has nothing good to say about debt. Mm-hmm. And, but in our society, it has been built in our heads that debt is okay, debt mm-hmm. is all right. And there's a reason why banks have skyscrapers mm-hmm. and names on stadiums. But we have little houses, yeah, because they've gotten rich off of us, mm-hmm. and we need to wake up and understand that hey, th- that's not the way we need to live, and we need to live within our means. We need to uh, uh, make a budget and do all those things, mm-hmm. and uh, this this works. And Abby, you talked about doing the steps, and it's important to do the steps in order, and they work. And it isn't easy. But they do work, and it's well worth it in the end. And it's not about, you know, just getting out of debt or doing a budget. It talks about uh, uh, making uh, investments. It's talking about how to do that. Ecclesiastes 11, spread your, you know, wealth over seven, yes, eight, because you don't know what disaster is going to come around about the land. You know, I'm old enough to 
you know, understand that there might be something called COVID come across the land. How many <laughs> of that disasters, mm-hmm. you know, think about that. The, the people that had the, the big emergency fund in place or whatever and was ready for it. It was just an inconvenience. But the folks that unfortunately weren't ready for it, it was a disaster for them. And, and they really struggled with it. So getting ready for this, taking this class like this will help folks uh, be ready for things like that. That's Absolutely. awesome. And, you know, I think one of the things that when I, I used to list, I'm not, not so much anymore that I t- just time doesn't, I don't make the time. or don't. But when I used to listen to Dave Ramsey every day as we were trying to climb out of our own um, debt, um, I resisted it for a long time because uh, – I didn't want to, I thought that listening to him and going through this would make me feel bad about myself. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't need somebody throwing this up in my face. But what I quickly learned when I started listening to his radio show is that, and this is, forgive me when I say this, but what I found out most of the time is these people would call in and they would spill their guts because Dave makes them say, what's your household income? What's your debt load? What's your car payment? What? And most of the time I would go, geez, I'm not that bad off. See? Holy cow. That dude's got problems. <laughs> and and yeah. it helped me keep some perspective on, better about yourself. on my yeah. situation. I was like, man, I, I got some issues, but not like that dude. And sometimes I would come home and I'd be like, Kirsten, you're not going to believe He's this like, guy. Listen to this. This person had this much <laughs> yeah. debt. Cars, and, then they <laughs> and he goes, and what, what always cracked me. It's like, okay, what? Okay, so how many car payments you got? Well, I got, I got two cars. What are your car payments? Well, the first car, ah, I was like six hundred, and <gasps> and the second one, ah, it's like my, my wife's car is like five hundred. I don't know, it's somewhere between five or six hundred. Okay, so you got two cars, you got twelve hundred dollars worth. What else you got? Well, I got my boat. Oh, and you hear Dave Ramsey go, <laughs> oh, yeah. and yeah. it's like, okay, tell me about your student loans. Well, I got one hundred eighty-seven thousand dollars in student loans, and Dave Ramsey's like. Man, I hope you're a doctor. And he's like, No, I'm actually uh, no, I, I, yeah, English teacher. It's like I teach ancient Renaissance at the yeah. junior college. It's yeah, but, um, anyway, German polka history. Yeah. And I don't mean to poke light yeah, it. Sorry, but, I hope there's no. <laughs> if they are, that's going to be amazing. No, he's like, I'm a, I'm a preacher. No, but um, but David David would be like, Okay, you got to sell, do this, and and you'd feel the resistance on even though it's being pointed out to him and clear as a bell you got to make some changes he's and, blunt though and oh he's very blunt very but i turned off by some people are turned off by his boldness to be so blunt but i think he understands and we all understand that at some point someone has to you be gotta face the music and that's say, the thing look you've got too many cars too many car payments too many boats too many school loans you gotta mm-hmm. reduce all that so that you can focus on dot and, dot dot and and here's where i'm kind of going with this when when you're drowning like that you know everything with dave ramsey builds to that moment where you can be generous like you've always wanted to be generous and you, you be generous. Like, like the Bible speaks about generosity a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of that, a lot of what the Bible speaks about with, with giving and money, that's it right. ends with the spirit of generosity. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's his, that's his whole thing. And yeah. so that's always, that was it's and coming from a church, just practical church leadership. Um, you know, a lot of people don't feel like they can give like they want to give, like there's a thing right. in their heart. They want to give. Why can't they give like they want to give? Why can't they be generous because they just feel like they can't afford it right you know when somebody says you know i just can't afford to be a tither or a a giver and i'm like "Mm, um that no i don't agree with that 
Right. Because I don't think that uh, that anybody should should not give back to God and be generous that way. But what's really talking here? That what's talking here is well, if I don't pay off my visa bill um, or keep the minimum payments going, they're going to come after me. If I don't do this, if I don't do this, and we become like the verse you just quoted, slaves. And but the church bears a lot of people the fruit of those who are generous. Well, what happens is people end up giving to God from their leftovers versus their first fruits. What I love about Dave Rams, if you work these steps and you can get out of debt and you can get into a place of financial freedom, um, you are actually in a position to, and I think you always in this position, but you feel the freedom. Like I'm going to give for my first fruits. I'm going to give, I'm be very generous. Like I always dream of being generous, but generosity, maybe that's another topic for another day. Um, Generosity is a matter of the heart and it's a matter of perspective. Mm -hmm. Some of the most generous people that I know on this planet never had two nickels to rub together. Mm -hmm. Um, It's an interesting, that may that's another topic for another day. But, you know, what would you say, Mike, to somebody who um, knows that you're the director of our FPU here at New Life and um, they see you in the hallways and they just tug on your shoulder and said, hey, man, can I talk to you for just a minute? And you're like, yeah, sure. Let's you guys slip away back into the hallway or whatever. It's like, man, I just feel like I'm drowning in debt. And I don't even know where to turn. And I just, what do you tell somebody like that? Well, I, I've had uh, quite a few that come to me and, you know, be at this church or somewhere else. And it's just like God loves you where you are. And mm-hmm. I love you where you are. And we've all been there. Believe mm-hmm. it or not, you're not the only one. Yeah. And we sure. um, will meet you right where you're at. And we'll take baby steps to get you there. Mm-hmm. Because what I've seen is, People just need a lifeline. They're so overcome and so overwhelmed, they just don't know where to turn. And once they have somebody to be able to have that accountability partner with them, to walk along with them hand in hand, to guide them. Uh, What I found out 99 times out of 100, their situation isn't as bad as they think they are. Mm -hmm. And once you give them uh, a seven-step program, the tools, the, the way out, and walk with them it's amazing and once they start getting confidence and we do talk about the debt snowball Mm -hmm. and when you pay one debt off you pay two debt and then that just starts building that confidence and they get excited it just creates so much momentum and so much fire within them that they start selling things they start uh you know, putting stuff on eBay. They put so much stuff on eBay. They think the kids are next, you know, and uh, I, I mean, it just gets really exciting. I had one example yeah. with, uh, one folk, uh, one of the, the, uh, uh, one of the class classes I had one of the ladies in there and I, I'm not going to mention any names, but she was all fired up. I had to calm her down. I thought she was just going <laughs> to sell everything and not have anything to sit on their house and everything like that. She was just so fired up about getting rid of debt. She, I mean, enough was enough. And that's the other thing too. You have got to get to the point where, when, you know, enough is enough. When you are sick and tired of being sick and tired, then you're ready. I mean, you can wander into debt, but you can't wander out. I mean, you have got to be ready for this and you've got to go full throttle into it. And so gazelle intense, that's, gazelle that's intense. Dave Ramsey's word. Remember. Yeah. And yep. what was neat when we were going through it is that I still can look back and remember that we tried to remember to count our blessings and the little things that we saw God doing and blessing our time in yep. that period of 
rice and beans, beans and rice, right. you know? And, <laughs> and so it was one of those things that our kids were little and, um, Joe had jumped in to get some extra money. Um, he, yeah, I we took were, a second job yeah. too. Yeah. To so speed our, up the snowball. It right. was funny because our youngest son at the time, uh, people would say, Hey, what's your dad do for a living? And and he said, Oh, my, my dad works at a hotel. And <laughs> yep. we're like, no, no, your dad is a pastor. We're like, Oh dear, how long have we been doing this program? But it really changed our life. And that's when I knew it really meant a lot to him that we get out of debt because he said, I'm going to do whatever it takes. So our family does not have to live in this bondage for that long. And so it was, it was neat to be able to look back and say, God blessed us this way. He provided this, right. he did that. Well, take a look, you know, the folks listening on the podcast, take a look at your monthly bills, you know, like your debt bills, you know, say it adds up to a thousand dollars. What could you do with an extra thousand dollars per month? Oh, and yeah. then extrapolate that out to, uh, uh, 12,000 a year. Right. And that's mm-hmm. tax-free money. What could yeah. you do? That's your outflow, your outgone money that you're paying other people that you could actually pay yourself. Whose lives could you change? And, you know, we talk about giving, you know, we're, we're made in the image of God and God made us to be givers, you know, and he gave his only son. And, you know, as evangelical Christians, we are built to give. And pastor Joe, you talked about it that, you know, 10 out of 10 folks I talk to you want to be able to give and mm-hmm. give more. And I think the oh, yeah. statistics are like 3% of mm-hmm. uh, Christians only give, you know, a tithe of 10%. You know, what would happen to the kingdom of God if we could get everybody to be able to give 10%? Right. I mean, right. we could put the government out of business. That's right. I mean, <laughs> you know, and I don't know if we want to put that on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, seriously, I mean, you would, you would have mm-hmm. no need for the government mm-hmm. and we would all be so generous mm-hmm. and, sure. and do that. And so this class will help be able to be, teach you to be better givers. And that right there, I promise you, you will never, ever have more fun with money than giving it away. That I promise you. So, yeah, that's you know, awesome. a few practical things. So, this class here in Northwest Arkansas begins February 20th. Um, you can find out more information at newlifenwa.com slash FPU. But Dave Ramsey is a nationwide program. So, if you get on Financial Peace University, Google that. You can go to the website. You can find a class near you that are constantly happening. A lot of churches do host. Yeah, we them. can put these links up in our show notes for, for sure. sure. And so, we want to encourage you because obviously all of us have been impacted by this class in some way, shape or form. And uh, so we want to encourage you to check it out. What's really cool is that the first two weeks are free, right? That's so you correct. don't have to make a commitment to nope. this class. You can check it out and see for yourself if this is something you want to jump into. Come two weeks, check it out, see what we're all about. And if you uh, decide you want to come to the next seven weeks, sign up. Um, but if not, no but, harm, no foul. And you know, the, we mentioned earlier that the app is free. There is a portion of Dave Ramsey's app that's free. We called Every Dollar. Oh, that's true. That it, I, I use yes, it. Yes, yes. <laughs> and we do too. So um, you can find that in the app store, Every Dollar, and it will allow you to set up a budget um, and change your budget every two weeks or every month, however you want to set that up. But check that out too. But we also have. Uh, a freebie, a free class that uh, you brought in. Yes. And yes. so we want to give that away to a listener. So if if you're listening today and you're the first person to email 
under the hood at newlifenwa.com and claim that. Abby's going to send that to you. Uh, We want to give that to someone who really needs to be part of this class and and needs it and wants to live a debt-free, generous life. Yeah, so they need to email us. Say it again. uh, Under the hood at newlifenwa.com. And they just need to email us. What do they want to say? Give me the free one? Well, I'm here for the free one. I'm here for the free class. Yeah. So we want we want to give that away to someone who needs it. It has impacted all of our lives, and and that is a very generous gift. And that huge, you know, and that means you get to do this whole program for free and take home all the tools. So it is quite a gift. So and thank you, Mike, for bringing yeah, that. Thank you, thank, thank you for I, serving yeah, yeah. for this class. You're welcome. This is something that you do to serve the church and serve the Lord because we don't pay you. This is the nope. volunteer role that you do, and it's something that it it just. Like I said, I'm, I'm so honored to be able to do it and serve others and just help, uh, you know, increase the kingdom of God. And hopefully uh, the folks that go through this class will pay it forward as well and uh, just help serve others and just uh, um, keep going on. That's all for today's show. We want to thank our amazing producer, Abby O'Brien. Be sure to check out our show notes and the links for things that we talked about today. And don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for joining us on Under Under the the Hood. Hood, not a car show.